You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? It's Thursday. I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, I've got another fabulous treat for you today. I have a fabulous, fantastic guest on. She is an internationally successful indie author, a Golden Crown Literary Society Goldie winner for her novel After Mrs. Hamilton, which we will talk about. (laughs) Uh, She's a Lambdy and Goldie finalist for her dark romantic comedy, That Certain Something. And she's also won the Rainbow Award for Best Lesbian Contemporary and Erotic Romance, there's a mouthful, for her novel Poppy Jenkins. (laughs) Which I understand has boobs in it. I mean, you know, I've heard a few uh, people uh, say that. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Please put your hands together for the incredible Claire Ashton. Woo! Oh, thank you. <laughs> How are you? Uh, early mention of boobs. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Get those in there quick. Straight away. Yeah, it's just it's the time for how we're going to go. Good morning. How are you? Thank you for coming I'm good, on. Thank you. Now, for everyone listening, where are you? Um, where are I'm... you recording from? Let me be more record... specific. <laughs> Where are you at? Well, that's a good question here. Um, (laughs) It's um, in our kitchen dining area and we live in Birmingham. Oh, no. Oh, so you're up in the... That's right, because you and Kiki catch up a few times. In fact, I think... Is that how I got in contact with you? So I was trying to think about this earlier. I know definitely I spoke to you after after Mrs. Hamilton, which again, we will talk about because I love that book. But where did I contact you before? Oh, I was going to see you at the Diva Literary Festival. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then that one <laughs> fell through. Wow. <laughs> that was interesting. It, yeah. Yeah. And a shame as well, because I mean, the first one was amazing. So I was really looking forward to it. But yeah, and a pity that didn't come off. No, absolutely. Now, quite an accolade there going through all of your, I mean, your novels have done so well. So brilliant. Five of them, I believe, at the moment. Yep. Got so, done five. Wow. So let's talk about well, you. I think it's a lot. It's Matt's brilliant, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. It's, it's well, it's kind of it's quite quite a poor number actually for a romance novelist. I think you know a lot of them kind of putting out three a year, and I've kind of I'm on like one every couple of years at the moment. I feel a bit lazy. I've got the pile of them here actually, and they don't look <gasps> too bad, so I'm not feeling as lazy as I was. <laughs> that's gorgeous do you know what hats off to anybody that writes a book I think because you're putting your heart and soul into those pages you know the blood sweat and tears and all of the the energy and the effort and the thought and part of you that goes into it and then you release it out into the world I know that's an incredible thing yeah I'm a very kind of quiet quiet shy introvert quite private person and then I just put it all in a novel and send it out for anyone to see. It's just crazy. So it is, yeah, it's, it's a very sort of unintuitive thing to do for me, actually. Um, and the first two I wrote, um, Penance and After Mr. Hamilton, I did write them not thinking anybody would read them. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's oh, like, I, really? I wasn't, I just wrote them because I wanted to write stories. And, I'd, and I didn't really get as far as thinking, well, actually, somebody's going to read these and especially after Mrs. Hamilton is uh has some unexpected subject matters <laughs> which uh, people react to in different ways so uh 
What, yeah, I'm kind what? of glad that I did re- write it before thinking somebody would read it because I might have, you know, chickened out on some areas. Do you know, it's fascinating. I had Radcliffe on yesterday. It's going to air in a couple of weeks. And she said very much a similar, a similar comment in terms oh, really? of the ease with writing. She said, you've almost got to not think about it. Just get that whole creative content down and then rework it in terms of a structure and, you know, editing it out. But to your point, because if you were to think too heavily about who's going to read it you start second guessing yourself and then you would change that whole level of creativity and you wouldn't get the I mean that book is fabulous I've got to tell you I loved everything about it I I don't want to spoil too much in case anyone hasn't listened yeah (laughs) yeah it's not formula in it in the lesbic or romance sense is it um yeah can I ask how well did it do in that capacity because it doesn't it doesn't follow a formula it I believe it probably breaks quite a few of the the rules shall we say in inverted commas yeah there's a big list of rules it breaks for people don't like it's (laughs) it's and it gets yeah wildly different reactions for the for that reason either people really love that it's different or they actually fucking hate it (laughs) really (laughs) in no uncertain terms it's a it's uh, it's quite entertaining in a way. <laughs> so, how, so how did you cope with the reaction then? Or how did you feel about the reactions when they come through, putting something personal out like that, particularly if it was perhaps a negative response then? how how Because I love, I'll be, I'll be brutally honest, I love everything about it. And I've already said that. And I love the subject matter that you cover, which is taboo. Um, I... I don't want to say too much, but I'm, I feel positively about the end result, however that might go. And you and I have talked offline in terms of what you may or may not have done with um, uh, that situation. But I, it really, really, really made me think. And it kind of made question my, I questioned my mind about what's acceptable and what's not. And why isn't that acceptable? So how was it for you getting the reaction back from readers? Um, a bit mixed. It was. There's a very funny responses. You know, kind of. Um, I'll try not to say too much about the book as well. <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? Well, with any book, actually, it, it, you, like you say, you do put so much personal into it. Even if it's it doesn't, if it's not auto, or semi-autobiographical or anything, and the characters are wildly different, you still always put a bit of yourself into every character and you obviously love the story you're really involved with it your personality comes through in the way you write um so it, it, it's really difficult not to take things personally if people don't like the book but I mean depending on how people say it I mean you can have a negative review which is very kind of objective and you kind of think well yeah fine but you know a lot I mean people feel very strongly about books and stories I mean I do um I mean it's it's been called you know the worst book ever in lesbic um and I mean equally it's other people's favorites (laughs) it's it's got to the point now I mean it was it was quite surprising at the time a bit of a shock I suppose uh, kind of the how vitriolic some people were but now it's it was published a few years ago now I kind of find it quite entertaining now that it's quite so divisive well tell you what (laughs) I would recommend anybody reads it because it's absolutely brilliant you write fantastically the words literally jump off the page it's very captivating I love how everything's interweaved how the story connects you aside from one thing which we did speak about on text you had me guessing the whole way through I had no idea what was going to happen it loved 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 it and like I say when I'm challenged and I have to think and I've really got to process right okay how would I deal with this situation what do I think that's a successful book I you know when you've got your mind working like that I smashing really loved it loved it oh good 
not many people get I, I don't think I've heard of anybody getting all the twists there's you they people usually pick up on one thing that's yeah. coming but I usually hit them with the other one and so it's, uh, yeah. that's all it's satisfying <laughs> Brilliant. so so you've got these five books how did it all start for you Claire when did you start writing is it something you always wanted to do is there a life before writing uh, you know you've got a creative edge to you clearly so how did that all begin for you yeah, I mean, as a child, I was pretty creative. Like, I'd, my head was always thinking of stories. I was a big reader. I liked drawing little cartoons and, and then doing little short stories. And then I, I did a few, quite a, I dabbled with short stories in my 20s. Um, I tried a novel but didn't finish it. And I was living with a household of blokes at the time. And um, <laughs> so they were the people who gave me feedback about all these, you know, um, strong personality women. And they didn't really go for it so I didn't really have much encouragement at the time but then in my 30s and I was, I was living with my wife by that point and I just had the idea for it after Mrs Hamilton actually it sort of um it was several stories kind of came together that I kind of twisted together and I just wanted to write it and I thought I'm going to try again I don't care you know if people hate it I just want to write this story and I, and I kind of gave it to my wife and and she would look to me like oh my god I'm gonna have to read something now um <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll give it a read and she was really surprised she was like oh wow this is like a proper story this is like a proper book um <laughs> and that was sort of like <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> that was the first proper encouragement I had um you know it really probably helped that she was a lesbian and really wanted to read that story um I suppose that's what yeah, before, it's, you know, the wrong audience entirely that had been reading. It's funny you say you live with all guys, because I did for years as well. When I was at university, every house share I had, was, it was all chaps. Yeah, no women, all, all men. Funny, hey? Yeah, I mean, I suppose I did biology at university and I did a um, computer science course for a year as well. So I was in a lot of, and then working in IT for years. So it's a lot of male-dominated kind of areas. So, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, very much the same. I did civil engineering. Right. <laughs> very, very, although there were a lot, there were a few women on the course. I didn't go into engineering, but uh, within construction, very heavily, yeah, male dominated. It's 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 changing. We're breaking down. Now. Yeah, same with IT. It yeah, is, definitely. This is really good. So now let's talk about boobs. Let's talk about. <laughs> I, I've got to be brutally honest. I'm so sorry. I haven't read this book, but everything I read online, I've got to do it. I'm so I've got such a big <laughs> read list. And my children take up a lot of my time. <laughs> and social yeah, media. Yeah, same <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what everyone raves about this book, T tell me about it. And anyone who's listening, what's the story about? And, uh... um, yeah, well, yeah, Poppy Jenkins. It was, it was my third book. Um, no, it wasn't. It was my fourth book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought it'd be fun to have this quite innocent heroine who's the girl next door, who everyone loves, but she has a bit of a boob obsession. And I kind of posted about this online on Facebook, kind of what I was writing about. Um, and somebody kind of, you know, <laughs> said, well, how is she different from your other books? I was thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, and they said, well, the boob obsession. So I had a quick flick through my other books thinking, what? Hang on a minute. <laughs> There's a bit of a boob theme going on here. So I looked at that certain something, yet page two, heroin notice, other heroines, boobs straight off. Mrs. Hamilton Chloe bumps into <laughs> Mrs. Hamilton's breast and really appreciates it. And they go, oh, no. <laughs> 
there, there's a bit of a theme here. Um, so it's, after that post, everybody has really picked up on anything I've ever said about boobs ever since. So I've just got this reputation about being completely obsessed now, I think. Oh, bless you. That, that is marvellously funny. And so with the, with the Goodmans, I thought, right, I am going to get that breast count right down. I'm just going <laughs> to notice breasts. And... The trouble with that, it, it all came out in thighs. I started mentioning thighs every other, voluptuous thighs, lovely big thighs. Uh, you know, that my first reader said, you've got to cut that thigh count right down. So I, I gave up again and it all came out in breasts in the second half of the novel again. Um, so the, the, the novel I'm working on this time, I, have, I won't say too much about it because I don't like talking about books. I'm writing okay. too much. But I thought like, there's a definite reason these characters won't go on about breasts the whole time. Um, I thought, right, I'm gonna, I've got it. <laughs> yes. And, and um, I've written about 10 chapters and somebody very kindly read it. And the first bit of feedback she gave was, oh, nice allusion to breasts on first page. I was thinking, oh, come on. No way. I have, still haven't managed it. So, Do you think people read that into your books now, though? Or maybe uh, yeah. for it more? I'm going to start highlighting other people's romances, but boob counts, I think, just to reassure myself that it's not it's just, just me. <laughs> oh, bless you. Like I said, I'm so sorry. I've not read it yet, and it is on my list to read, but it tickles me every time I see the reference. I'm like, I've got to read this book. The, the worry is that, you know, just people think I'm completely boob obsessed in real life. It's, I was at a, There's um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I was at a yeah, um, Hebden Bridge book event that um, Jen Silver runs and one of the questions from the audience was, uh, you know, which of your characters are you most like? And Claire Lydon and Andrea Bramble both went, both went Poppy Jenkins, the buggers. <laughs> it's, and honestly, no, I'm not completely obsessed with boobs in real life. I, 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 oh. I, I honestly go around with my head in the clouds thinking about stories most of the time and will not notice them, but... <laughs> Oh, they're, so they're really nice to write about quite frankly. absolutely absolutely and now on that talking about the other authors ed uh, one thing that's just popped into my mind obviously these events that come up and you know the great great opportunity to meet readers some of you actually kind of um heckle each other shall we say just to, is this what happens yeah yeah there's there's always that you know vulnerable spot that I have that people will take advantage of especially <laughs> a kinky archer's one for two <laughs> anything to do with books anything to do with events where I suddenly think how on earth did I get here in this position it's always the answer is kinky archer quite frankly it's <laughs> it's you know that she makes people do things way out of their comfort zone um like there was that evening where Melissa Braden came over to the UK um, a few years ago and Kiki and I were really cheeky and said, yeah, you're in the UK, come and have a drink with us because you're near us in the Midlands. And she said yes, which was Brilliant. unwise possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we met her in Stratford and good Lord, uh, that we, uh, they, they both hit it off. They had uh, like the theatre and musicals and show tunes. Like, I, that, that's you know, I don't mind that, but it's not my bag at all. And I don't know show tunes and they, you know, they could know them off by heart. But, you know, several bottles of Prosecco later, you know, um, I wake up the next day to, you know, videos, videos on Facebook and me singing along to show tunes. You know, so this is what she does. <laughs> 
That is absolutely brilliant. I've got Melissa coming on actually in a, in a, in a week or so. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely marvellous. Lovely. And would you have ever imagined that you would be doing these conferences, that you would be this author having five books, writing a sixth, going to these events and celebrating these great words that you've put out into the world? Well, no, it's, it's, it's really, you know, like I said, I mean, I just wrote because I like writing stories and I thought, oh, it'd be nice to get published at some point, but um, assumed I never would. But I mean, I mean, I'm self-published, but I mean, you know, people have bought them, which means I can be an author and stay at home with my, my kids, which is just magic. So, I mean, yeah, if somebody had said a few years ago, right, you get two kids you absolutely adore and you get to stay at home with them on holidays because you're also a writer and people buy your books. I would have just said, that's crazy. No way is that going to happen to that is honestly love it I love that story I love the seize the day moment there really as well how do you find self-publishing is it a difficult thing in terms of I suppose more promotion or self-promotion yourself was it an easy thing to fall into or um I it it has pros and cons for me I mean you might I might get traditionally published at some point in the future I I may not I might stay self-publishing it's I mean, I love the flexibility of it that, you know, once I finished a book, it can go straight out. I don't have to be in a schedule with other authors having to wait several months. So I love that when I finished a book, when I'm crazy about it still, I can publicize it and talk to people about it and get that feedback instantly. That's brilliant. That's so exciting. Um, and I would miss that in a traditional publishers. Um, but, you yeah. know, it's hard work. And, you know, I miss kind of being a camaraderie that other people have in, you know, bold strokes authors, they have their festival. That's really nice. I go to that some years. So you are, you know, kind of by yourself or on your own um, more than others, I think. But you've got that more freedom to kind of do what you, at your schedule to your, yeah. Even if the story is controversial, I can still put it out and I can put it out when I want. And that is, that's what, yeah, quite important to me. So. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so on that, question for you. And this might be like choosing your favourite child. So I apologise. And we'll come on to children in a minute. Which is your favourite book and why? Or favourite people in the Does book? Does that mean I've got to choose my favourite actual child as well in a minute? No, no, no. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll draw a line. Don't worry. <laughs> Which is, yeah, have you got a favourite book? It's one of three, and it depends what kind of mood I'm on, uh, in. Because, um, I mean, After Mrs. Hamilton, that is the one that's most different. So I love that about it. Um, Poppy is, that's such a feel-good, sunny romance. And the, the reason I like that one so much is because... Um, uh, it's a setback where I grew up and I've, I've, I've cherry picked all my favourite people when I grew up and favourite settings. So, you know, that has a massive place in my heart, that one. Um, and it is meant to be a big, sunny, happy romance. Though, I mean, there's always angst in there, but. Um, um, Gotta have a bit of angst. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't realise that my books were quite angsty, actually, until somebody said they were. And that's kind of, yeah, they, they, they are actually, aren't they? I'd say, yeah, I do like a bit of angst. But I mean, uh, the, the, probably the Goodmans is the one I'm most proud of, though. I mean, they, that's the one that has maybe a bit of everything that my writing's about. So, um, you know, a bit of humour, some twists, some mature characters. And I mean, the sort of emotional range of that one I, is the one I'm most proud of. Sort of variation, you know, variety of characters and relationships. I, I, do, I was quite ambitious with that one. So, and yeah. I. It's not perfect. It has its faults, but I pulled a lot of it off. So that's the one I'm kind of, yeah, that's the one I'm proudest of, I think. How do you find, do you find the whole process of writing easy? Could you say that you've, which of your books was the easiest to write versus perhaps more of a, a challenge? Oh, um, 
Oh, they're, they're, they're difficult in different ways, each of them, and easy in different ways as well. Um, well I suppose, yeah, the good ones, because it was so complex. I mean, it doesn't see, this is annoying thing about writing books. I get so, such a model at the beginning, thinking, how am I going to do it? How am I going to weave all these themes and characters together? And you get to the end of it, and it looks so bloody obvious then, you know, how <laughs> were you written? You say, why can't I realise that at the beginning and just write it out? It would be a lot nicer. <laughs> but um, that, that one was quite, complex but I also had a very good feel for one of the main characters so it was really easy to write it in a very realistic way and the dialogue came so naturally um, for a lot of the characters because I had a really good feel for them but it was a complex book so hard in that way. Nice I like that and now you said a moment ago for the Goodmans you was it yeah the Goodmans oh no Poppy Jenkins or you remind me now set in where you grew up you're from Wales aren't you is that right yeah mid Wales yeah okay yes but you sound English. <laughs> well, I, I, my accent's been through a few changes, I think. Well, I mean, my parents were English. I mean, they moved there when I was four. But, so I oh, don't really okay. remember anything before that. But no, I think I had a bit of a rural accent when I was growing up. But my parents, the buggers, took the piss out of me for it. <laughs> so I kind of dro- dropped that. It's, <laughs> um, okay, so the big question is, who do you support in the rugby? In the rugby, ooh, oh, um, would you go Wales or England? And th- this ooh, could determine. This will determine if the podcast carries on. By the way, <laughs> no pressure. Um, do you know? I I, I switch between the, the two. <laughs> no, I do. No, I love oh, rugby. Actually, okay. yeah, no. Um, it depends on the team. Actually, okay. you know, because some teams, you know, you kind of. You think they're good characters. They and so I, I will, yeah, unashamedly just switch teams. If I'm oh, were you? Because <laughs> yeah, it starts winning as well. So ten days it starts. The rugby world cup. Can't wait. Bring it on. Bring it on. Okay, brilliant. Right. So I've got some fun and interesting questions for you. Are you ready for this? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, they're harmless. Honestly, I promise. How many pillows do you sleep with? Pillows. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, loads. As many as I can get my hands on. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I can only do one. Although I have just changed my mattress. I was going to say I get a sore neck. And the mattress, we've gone for a really firm mattress because I was getting quite backache. I love it. Oh, honestly, it's major. So just the one pillow for me. But you've got loads. No, loads, yeah. And I shuffle about all night in all kinds of positions. (laughs) So (laughs) on a bed of pillows more than the actual bed, I think. (laughs) I love that. Um, What do you like to do to unwind? Oh, depends. Oh, a variety of telly, read a book, get horribly drunk, any of those. <laughs> um, I mean, what, I suppose where, where I'm kind of happiest is actually just playing around in the countryside with the kids, actually. That's where I, I, I naturally unwind and get a high from being outside and having you know, adventures I, with the kids. I was going to say, I see the photos that you post online and they're, I mean, first off, you've got a great eye for, t- for photography and that, oh, thank you. you know, demonstrates you're very creative. I think the, the images you put up are beautiful, but it looks like you also have such a fantastic time and you're very outdoorsy and you're all hanging off rocks, <laughs> you know, more often, or walking along. Yeah, Ooh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. I was, I was talking to my wife the other day and I was saying, you know, Sometimes I don't always tell you all of our adventures, you know, when we get home. Sometimes we do get in a bit of a pickle, like, you know, the time we're kind of almost washed away in the river, we had to cross that kind of thing. And I, so I had to admit that, you know, that sometimes I might, you know, sugarcoat the adventures. happened. <laughs> t- she turned to me and said, Ellie tells me everything. <laughs> so just not getting away with it. 
That's brilliant. And I love the stuff that you post about what your youngsters say. It's hilarious. Aren't children magic with the words that they use and what they say and how they deliver what's blindingly obvious in the most direct way? It's uh, brilliant. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they make me laugh out loud. Ellie especially, so matter of fact, I, what, what was the latest? Um, yeah, yesterday's was... I was muttering about, why am I so forgetful? And she, you know, gave me an affectionate pat on the cheek and said, it's because you're an old woman. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I just made me laugh out loud. But then I also have to tell her, I might find that funny, but don't, don't say that to anybody else. You know, that's exactly it. We have the same thing. I laugh at quite a lot of what they say, which <laughs> in outside of the house, if they were to say it, I'd die. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's quite it's, humorous. Yeah, it's, it's the time that, you know, uh, Ellie turned to my mother-in-law at dinner and said, Nana, have you got a vulva? When she was asleep. <laughs> it's kind of, um, okay. So we've got naming of the, you know, anatomy. Now we need to know how to use this. <laughs> <laughs> and where to say it. Because yeah. they're learning about that at school now, aren't they? Yeah, we've got similar age children we've just established before the podcast started and yeah I mean Jamie comes home telling us all sorts okay another what was your first job uh oh uh first job um oh when I was a student or end of sixth form I worked in the little chef as a waitress oh, so I think that's you? probably my first page you know properly going out to work every day I think yeah wow I used to love those stopping off on the motorway the pancakes were amazing actually. yeah I loved them. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant uh, how many pairs of shoes do you own oh lots all of the same sort you know actually <laughs> they're either boots um or you know like walking kind of shoes where I can run around the hills with the kids but I, I do, do not vary my shoe style <laughs> I'm exactly the same and I never used to have that many I'm, I'm quite quite simple in the sense of when I purchase clothing I buy what's practical what I need and I don't have a variety of everything but actually on the footwear side of things recently I've gone past my wife I've got loads but they're all the same <laughs> just a variety of colors <laughs> I like that um are you an organized or messy person messy definitely messy oh yeah and my wife is is misorganization and OCD blimey and, and the kids as well it's yeah, um, I gave birth to Joe and, and Jane gave birth to Ellie, and you know that 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 is inherited. That, <laughs> that oh, trait. really? Definitely, my, my boy is messy and distracted and creative like me, and Ellie is just like rolling her eyes and putting things away and in order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who was your favourite teacher in school and why? My favourite teacher. Um, oh, uh, well, it was probably when I was about. She, she was called Mrs. Jones and she was quite a middle-aged woman and she used to wear these massively, I mean this is kind of would have been late 70s so she wore wild pattern nylon dresses and a, you know, a little um, cardigan it's, so it's really vibrant colours and patterns and she was very nurturing and patient this uh, very traditional Welsh woman who uh, she, she and she very kind of understanding of all kinds of kids I think and um oh. the one the thing that sealed it was that we used to have school photos and you had a little booklet so that you could stick your friend's photos in and swap them and I wanted one of her to stick in and she said well you can't because everybody will want one and I don't have enough 
But at the end of the day, she took me aside and secretly gave me a photo to stick in my little album. So, you know, and that sealed it. Best teacher. Favourite teacher forever. Forever? Oh, that's mad. Oh, that's absolutely magic. Isn't it amazing how the teachers are incredible and the impact that they have on us as we grow up? That's beautiful. I love that. Amazing. Okay, last two questions I ask everybody. What was the last image you took on your photo stream, on your phone? Oh, it's probably one of the kids. Where's my phone gone? Yeah. <laughs> it's Ellie hugging a teddy. I don't know if you can see it. I can. Oh, that's huge oh, teddy. <laughs> huge teddy. <laughs> she saved up for it. I didn't realize quite how big it was <laughs> until it arrived. That's gorgeous. Love it. And then what's your most used emoji? Oh, blushing face, them? I think. <laughs> blushing smile. Oh, oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. There's smiley faces around. Probably little blushing smiley face, I think. I can see that. Oh, yeah, I tend to use the laughing, crying, smiley. Is that, is that what it's called? You're the one that's doing, uh, doing yeah, Another one. <laughs> in tears, in tears. Oh, this has been gorgeous. You've been absolutely amazing. I've loved this conversation. It's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's been really fun. So to wrap it up, since this is a Caesar Day theme, and I always ask guests, what kind of advice would you give to a listener? who wants to seize the day, perhaps do something new with their life, uh, write a book, change their career, have a child actually, have a family, and not sure about how to go about it or should they do it. What kind of advice would you give somebody who wants to do something but they're uncertain how to proceed? Being a bit older now and having the kids and kind of my life is run by kids, I suppose I do it in a different way, which is making sure I have time and um, space to not let it just life drift apart make sure that we're doing things that keep us all happy and you know those make sure I've got time for the kids so that when they want to speak well, it's things like we were having a pajama day um you know we were all knackered so I just right stay in our pajamas all day stay indoors but Ellie decides she wants to have a game of football and it's pouring it down with rain outside and I just think well come on then let's go outside pajamas play football let's do it and it was just one of those really silly moments where you're in pyjamas, running around outside, neighbours looking over the, you know, out their windows thinking, what on earth are they doing? And kids slipping around all over the place. And it was just like one of those magic moments that I'll remember forever. So it's kind of make sure the little moments don't pass you by because sometimes they're better than, well, anything you dream of, really. And that is a perfect Caesar Day bit of advice. Honestly, oh, I think that is magic. <laughs> Absolutely magic because you, it doesn't have to be this grand, massive thing that somebody's looking at. And I, you know, when I say give somebody advice, and typically it is a larger thing that I mentioned, but actually, this, what you've just said, is the most important thing because what's happening now at this moment makes is the most important thing. It makes sense. It's relevant. It's, you know, you need to take advantage and seize that opportunity. And going outside playing in your pyjamas, brilliant. Oh, I love that. I love that, Claire. Honestly, that's beautiful. Really beautiful. Okay, so how and where can everybody find you online? Website, Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, and I have a blog where I post kind of news and, and also I'm on Facebook as well. Fabulous. I'll make sure I put all of your links in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining oh, thank me. Thank you for inviting me. This has been absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Claire. Thanks everyone for listening. Take care, look after yourself, keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethedashday.com where you'll find my other shows. And come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.